This conference will now be recorded. Good morning. This is Ann Ortley's special edition. Uh, this is Eclipse's season of spring. We're working with the spring season. We're doing a lot of new changes. We're having a lot going on. And I thought it would be helpful to give everybody an update of these eclipses because they're really big and juicy. And the weekly weather will be there. Been a little uh, bogged down over here at Ann Ortley's astrology practice. So the weekly weather will be up later today. But first up, this is the special edition for the eclipses of the season of spring. Uh, and these are particularly juicy eclipses, which is one of the reasons I decided to do a special uh, a special thing. So, of course, I started working on it, and then life got in the way. My aunt and uncle moved. It was my mother's death day, my father's birthday, a lot of family, a lot of eclipse drama. So it's a little late. But here, hopefully it helps. All right, the eclipses are here. The eclipses are here. It's tomorrow. Uh, the skies of change are here, wild and moving forward fast. All right, so this is the eclipse. We're going to cast it for Washington, D.C. Of course, eclipses, we look at where they fall in the chart. So you're going to look at it where it lands in your chart. We see it's a very fiery eclipse, a lot of fire energy, a lot of cardinal action-oriented energy. The sun and the moon are in a cardinal house. Pluto's at the edge of one. Mars is definitely in one. And the nodes of fate are in the cardinal house. So we know this is an action Jackson eclipse. Lots and lots going on. A lot of quintiles. Quintiles are ninth harmonic, or fifth harmonic rather, and they encourage things to culminate change and they're very easy flowing. So they allow things to go. Mars is out of bounds and Venus is out of bounds. Now Mars out of bounds in Cancer is going to be reporting into the moon in Aries who rules him. And Venus in Gemini is out of bounds. She's in mutual reception with Mercury. Mercury is on a world point. Expect lots of big news. This eclipse is also particularly juicy because Jupiter and Eris are sitting right next to it. Uh, notice it's at the foundation of the chart, which is the bottom of the chart, which means the foundation of the country is going to change which made me go, gee, maybe I should go look at the U.S. chart and see what's going on and look at the people. And then when I did, I was like, oh, wow, this is really big. So I think I need to have an eclipse special, thus this eclipse special. Notice the midheaven is Libra, answering to the moon in or answering to Venus in Gemini with lots of stuff going on. So it's super, super strong eclipse. Notice the finger of God in the middle there. Uh, coming from Pallas Athena, our vision of where we are, and Juno of what we partner with. Juno is in Taurus, answering to the out-of-bounds Venus. Very important to think about who you partner with. Pallas Athena is in Cancer, answering actually square to Jupiter, Eris, Sun, and Moon. Watch for patterns, strategies, things that you go, oh, that's what's going on. So for your own work with this, it's important. Remember, this is the first eclipse with Pluto in Aquarius, where he's going to spend 20 years. So we are really getting the first glimpse of what the Pluto in Aquarius is going to mean for us. So in your own life, watch what's going on. But in our country's life, it's extra important. So we see this. We also see a lot of energy down there. Uh, with that, that's a lot of energy in the bottom and it's going to shoot up, uh, you know, so it's going to be stuff going on underneath the surface that we're going to see 
in a very dramatic way. So that's part one. Then part two, let me get my mouse here. Um, then part two, when we look at this eclipse, the moon is moving very rapidly, expects stuff to go 90 miles an hour. Uh, there's a very strong energy. It is the eclipse does take place in Mercury's day, Wednesday, but it's right after midnight. So for our West Coast folks, it'll be happening for you in the night, uh, the night of the 18th, not the, or the night of the 19th, not the 20th. Lots of aspects going on in terms of the heavens. Uh, we look at the USA chart. We see this is a very potent chart against the United States chart. What I use is the Philadelphia Sibley chart, which of course is the vision of our country. The constitution, which was written after the Revolutionary War is what we, you know, how we're supposed to do it. But this is the vision, what we said we wanted. And we see a lot of stuff in this chart. We see the midheaven of the eclipse right on Saturn and Libra asking us about our Libran things. Libra rules justice. We have Clarence Thomas in the news. Libra rules justice. We have justices in Texas and out in Washington, I believe, arguing about drug distribution for the whole country. We have a lot of laws getting passed. Justice, Libra, balance of power. It's in the 10th house. We have Saturn up there in the 10th. The United States chart says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It's the Masonic creed in form. So we see the, the midheaven of the eclipse is right on Saturn. And also the 10th house is the leader. The ninth house is the justice system. The 11th house is Congress. We see the South Node in Congress. So we know there can be some changes there. And we also see the, um, we also see the justice system having uh, some questions there with series right on Neptune. And of course, real estate, we also see, you know, telling us about it, that's strong. Pallas Athena, also justice on Mercury retrograde in the eighth house of money from other people. We see Mars, we're having the Mars return to the country's sun. Mars is on the sun, again, out of bounds, that little Mars is, but it's also in fiery little Aries, answering to fiery Aries moon. So it's a very fiery chart. Natally, we have the, all those cancer planets answering to our Aquarius moon in the third, freedom of speech. Well, we have a trial going on in the Dominion lawsuit, Dominion suing Fox News about what they broadcast. We see Saturn here in the third house in Pisces, trining the Venus Jupiter. So we, we know we're gonna be discussing matters of how we proceed and where we go. We also see Venus out of bounds in Gemini here, sitting on Uranus. You get an idea how big this eclipse is gonna be? Uranus is the sixth house. Uranus is in Gemini, it's children. Gemini's books, Gemini's students. We're seeing a lot of legislation about books, students, children, and of course, Uranus, unexpected endings to children. So we've got, you know, school shootings. Then we come over here, getting an idea, it's gonna be a big one. We got Vesta here with Uranus, unexpected changes. And we also have um, uh, Juno, which is how we partner, who we partner with, what we're partnering with, and how that trines the Neptune, how that trines the series. Like, what are you partnering with and how are you partnering and what is the role of partnering uh, and why? The node here, we, here's our eclipse energy, that big powerful little stellium down there in the fourth house at the edge of the fifth. This is the leader, the 10th house. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 
those Aries planets are all on the eighth house edge of the leader of the country. So we can expect some changes in leadership. Now remember, eclipses form, they put an energy out into the universe and we see, oh, there's a changes. And a lot of times eclipses have an energy of rising up and changing leaders. Eclipin they leave, eclipin they shift. When we get to the solar eclipse, the lunar eclipse that happens in two weeks, we will see Prince Charles's chart because he's getting coronated the day after the lunar eclipse. So again, leaders coming to power, leaders changing. So we see the sun, moon, Vesta stuff here. We see Chiron, we see Saturn here in the third house, trining the Venus Saturn in terms of how we're communicating. And we did recently have a bunch of uh, secret documents leaked uh, out in the world and doctored, interestingly. There was a Russian woman, a woman who was in the Navy for 37, year, 37 years old, left, and she's got a pro-Putin uh, website. So she's been putting, she's been taking secret documents and modifying them and putting them up on the web, the website. It's followed by a lot of Russians. So it's interesting. At the same time, one of the Russian freedom fighters is um, just got arrested and is in uh, just found guilty, going to be in jail for 25 years for giving a, a speech in the United States and calling it a war, what's going on with Ukraine. And we also have Navalny, who apparently is being poisoned in jail. So we're gonna see that energy too. That'll probably happen on this, this eclipse. Uh, we have Neptune opposite Neptune. It makes us really be a little hazy, it helps us dissolve things. And of course, most important, Pluto is in Aquarius for the first time in 248 years. And this is the first eclipse after that ingress, because the eclipse that we had earlier at zero Aries, Pluto was still in Capricorn. Now we know we still have to do some Capricorn work, we're not finished, but we do see the sun and the moon in Aries squares the Pluto in the US chart. And we've been having our Pluto return these last few years. Doesn't it feel like a Pluto return? We're not done yet, we still got another year and a half to go, but because now Pluto has precessed into zero Aquarius, so we still have to get through that. But this is a very potent eclipse in terms of changing the direction of the United States. And it is what we call a hybrid eclipse and really truly changing the direction in the world, world over, because this is just a rock and roll and eclipse. And you wanna watch where it takes place. In our case, it's taking place in our foundation. So we know our foundations are going to be rocked. When we looked at the fixed stars, I'm sorry, when we look at the Arabic parts, we see the sun and the moon on the part of fatality. Not a good sign, but we do have a lot of old leaders. McConnell's been out since he had his fall. Diane Feinstein's out with her shingles. Um, we are gonna watch for fatalities among the leaders uh, and we'll see what that is. Mars is also opposite the part of catastrophe and Mars is in a square to fatality. So we know Big deal, big deal. This eclipse is a big deal. We also see Vesta on sickness, people home because they're sick and what that how that affects Vesta rules the home and hearth, the house. So the house having people missing, the house and the Congress having people missing. We also see Ceres, Mother Earth, aspecting death. Get an idea what's gonna happen on this eclipse, big deal. We also have water journeys. Now, Arabic parts are really interesting. What they do is they speak to the energy in the sky at the moment of concept, the moment of the chart. And they really do talk to the story. Uh, and they were, um, 
uh, we know it's a good birth time. We know it's an accurate eclipse because it's to the second. It's from NASA. And when we cast it for DC, this is what's happening, Washington, DC. So we are really going to be watching some major changes in the country and our capital. Um, and off we go. We also have the asteroids, Astraea, there on the sun and the moon. We also see the sun contra parallel Icarus. That means a major fall from grace. Remember, Icarus is mythology. Mythologies are very important as they come to aspect planets. <coughs> Excuse me. We also see the moon aspecting Persephone, descending into the underworld. We see Venus parallel Urania. Venus in Gemini is out of bounds, paralleling Urania, which is unexpected changes in directions. We do see Mars opposite Bacchus. Not good for drug overdoses. Careful with your alcohol and drugs with this eclipse. Very strong tendency to pick up. And be careful with that Mars out of bounds answering to uh, Moon and Aries. I do expect some high profile drug overdoses also on this one. Uh, and again, it's a big turning point eclipse. So we're shifting. Are we staying for the next 20 years of Pluto and, and Aquarius? Or are we out of here? Um, so that's the energy. We also have Saturn on Pandora. Opens up a whole Pandora's box that Saturn does. And so he's going to be showing us lots of stuff that we need to pay attention to. We also see Uranus on Nemesis. A lot of energy here about how we proceed and how we can be our own worst enemy. And notice where Uranus is in the chart. Uranus is over in the uh, fifth house of creativity, children, where we can be our own worst enemy to our children. And of course, the kids are now chanting, no drag, uh, but kids go home in body bags. It's something, you know, I'm like, oh, that's a clever phrasing. But it's also understanding. We also have Uranus on Phaeton, another one that fell from grace because um, of bad behavior or bad choices. So we see Icarus falling from grace. We see Phaeton falling from grace. We do see Neptune on Amor. We're going to be passionate. We're going to fall in love. We're going to love whatever it is. So those are helpful. Next up, the sun and moon, which we know are on the part of death, fatality, and we also know Ceres is on the part of death. The sun and moon are on Mirac. Uh, Mirac is um, a star that is got a Venusian quality to it but it rules the place in the head between the third eye right in your middle of your forehead and the crown part of your your head against the pineal gland, P-I-N-E-A-L, which is very much tied to our understanding of day and light. You know, when it changes, it's why daylight savings time is disorienting. It's how the birds know where to fly. So we, but it's also a part of our physical body. So we have that moon and sun on Merak. And it's sitting right on that. And so we're going to watch for that part of the brain, that part of the head, any kind of brain pain, right to the doctor. This is aneurysm heaven here. You know, so we want to kind of go, okay, that's got an aneurysm feel to it. We also have Venus on Aldebaran, which is a star of taking place. We also have Saturn paralleling Spica. Spica is partnerships and relationships. Fixed stars are interesting. Uh, the reason I'm really fo focusing on the Merak is because we have the sun and the moon on the part of <laughs> on the part of fatality. I'm like, okay, so who's going? People with planets near that point, or people with planets near that are going to be affected by fatalities and have eclipsed energies rising up, falling apart. We see we see Phaeton and Icarus. We also see really big changes and shifts. Okay, so let's look at Joe Biden. Last year was the eclipse on his birthday. 
and this eclipse is right on his stuff. Uh, he's up here. He's our uh, leader. There's Ceres. Remember, Ceres was aspecting the part of death, and we also see the sun and the moon here, right next to Biden's moon. Biden's moon is within orb of Mirac, and so that sun and moon that are on Mirac are sitting right on Biden's moon in Taurus, which is getting a square from Pluto. Everybody see the square from Pluto. We also see he has Venus in Gemini here on the part of um, uh, Saturn, and that, of course, Venus was involved in marriages, partnerships, and relationships. And we see Pallas Athena here on his Jupiter in Cancer. This eclipse is hitting Biden's chart really hard, and it also is over here trining the sun and the moon in Scorpio. The sun and the moon in Scorpio at 28, the, the Venus-Sun conjunction at 28, is trying is quincunx rather his moon here in um the eclipse moon and sun in aries so i'm not real i'm what doctors watch out for biden's health like everybody beyond the health piece with him we also have saturn down here in the third house which is the the house of the mind and communication and how we go and saturn of course is squaring his ascendant that's a hard transit saturn is squaring his uranus and his saturn Again, a hard transit. There was a time when Biden had an aneurysm, which was operated on successfully many, many years ago. Unfortunately, I didn't have a chance to look up when that aneurysm was or where it was, more importantly, because that part of the brain that's deeply affected uh, is that part in the front on the top. So we'll see what happens with President Biden. Next up, of course, when we see Biden, we wanna see what's going on with Kamala because she's number two. So we see this sun-moon conjunction in Jupiter up here on her moon. Everybody see that? This is her boss, 10th house, her boss in DC. I relocated her from Washington here. So we see a lot of, a lot of changes in the house of her boss, her authority in the world, her promotion. A lot of times when Jupiter gets to the midheaven, like it is now, you get a promotion um, at a job. So we'll see what happens there. She also has got Mars going on behind the scenes. The eclipse is uh, down here in the third house. She also has the south node here on Mercury. She is born on a full moon, Miss Kamala is. So we see that sun and moon here, and we also see that Saturn here in Pisces is in, in her eighth house, which is the house of uh, death, transformation, and change. And we see Saturn is on her Vesta. Vesta is her home and hearth. So she's having Saturn to Vesta. She's going to have three passes of Saturn to Vesta, which are changes in the home. She also has Pluto angular in, this, in, the, uh, in the eclipse chart. Again, hitting pretty strongly. And then we have the ascendant of the eclipse chart on her south node of fate in her fifth house. But that is also her bosses, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's also his eighth house. So we're gonna watch, now remember, eclipses set the stage. They set the stage, and then as planets come along and transit them, they fire. So the eclipse that happened in 2001 was in June. Uh, and um, the eclipses happened when we got to, uh, I think it was August 6th or August 8th, the Mercury hit the eclipse point. We were told the CIA, the presidential's daily briefing said Osama bin Laden's going to attack with planes. And then Mars came to the eclipse point on September 9th, which is when the action started. 
they came in through Canada. And then we know what happened on September 11th. So we watched these eclipses. This eclipse is a big friggin' dynamite eclipse. Now we've got all these old people also in Congress. I'm not saying, I'm not picking who, I'm just saying lots of stuff there, right? Nancy Pelosi's chart, former leader of the Speaker of the House. She has Saturn up here at the top of her chart, and we do know her husband was attacked with the hammer, which was her Uranus, was a Uranus transit for her. So she is having Mercury Uranus on her Saturn, on her Uranus. She's having her Uranus return right now. And um, she also has Pluto at the midheaven. Uh, again, you know, the authorities, her authority, she stepped down and, and turned it over to Hakeem Jeffries. But we see the eclipses running for her uh, in her fourth or her uh, sixth and twelfth house. And we know in a couple of weeks, the eclipses are going to go through here and she's going to have a nodal reversal. Again, this is an AA time. We see her midheaven on her, you know, workhouse, what, she, what her work is. We see Ceres here on Neptune. Again, this is her boss, the president, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We see that Ceres on the Neptune. So we'll be interested to see what happens. Nancy is having a Pluto opposition to natal Pluto. That's a big deal. Um, again, once in, a, once in a lifetime transit, but as it's happening, this is all getting very stimulated and notice the sun and the moon, even though they're at 2950, they just have to go one minute and they're forming a giant cosmic T-square with her chart. So Nancy Pelosi's chart is lit up like a firecracker too with, she's a Venus ri rising woman, uh, very Venusian certainly, uh, and she has Venus out of bounds in Gemini and that is quincunx to the moon, okay? So there's a lot going on in Nancy's chart too. So we'll watch what happens with her. Next up, Diane Feinstein, the current senator, senior senator from uh, California. She's out with shingles. People have been talking about her uh, cognitive functioning. Diane's got the chart pretty strong in her chart. She's asked to step down from the Justice Department, but not the Justice Committee, which approves the justices, but not leave the Senate. Her Senate seat is up for re-election in the fall. Um, and of course, there's an issue. If she steps down, Governor Newsom will be able to appoint her replacement. And there's a few people vying for the seat. So there's a whole push-pull going on over there. And of course, Diane's Sat the Saturn here is on Diane's North Node and her Athena. So what's the strategy going on? We see a whole bunch of strategic maneuvering because, because she isn't showing up for votes in the Senate. They can't pass legislation, so they want to take her off the committee. And now people are saying, Republicans are saying, we don't want her off the committee, you know, replace her because then the majorities are shorter or lesser. It's, it's an interesting. It's a big mess. You see how what a big mess it is? And so Diane's got all these planets here in Aries in the third house. And we see the IC, which is the foundation of the chart, on the ascendant. So she's home in California with shingles. Of course, shingles are a fiery disease. If you've ever had them, your body's on fire. And 99% of the population has the shingles virus in them. I have a lot of friends that are getting the shingles vaccine. But she's got this fiery energy here. And we can see this Jupiter Eris is on her Uranus in Aries. So she's a point of fire for the community or the collective or for Washington. Again, lots of stuff going on. I'm giving you all their charts so you can study at home and watch 
because man, this next six months till we get the next eclipse, rocking and rolling. She's got Mars out of bounds down here on Vesta. Should she go home? Should she resign? Should she stay? Now I left her with the, you know, the San Francisco chart because that's where she's going to be when the eclipse hits. But we also see that um, she has sun on a world point and the sun on the world point was, you know, they started making rumblings on the new moon that we had earlier this month. And now on the, the next new moon, because that was the sun, the sun squares, the Eris, Neptune. And we also see her series here on the Mars. So we know Diane's in the news. Next up, Clarence Thomas, just had a whole bunch of stuff come out about him. Now, last year, when he, when the eclipses happened, he was having a lot of health problems. So I pulled old Clarence's chart. He was in the hospital. There was a bunch of stuff going on. And he is a Scorpio. Um, oh, he's a cancer, but he, he was having a Scorpio transit, which was on his midheaven. And Clarence's chart is really also lit up like a Christmas tree. He's having Pluto on his moon. His wife was paid a lot of money by this billionaire conservative donor. Pluto on the ascendant is the guy bought his bought a house, bought bought his mother bought his mother's house. There's Clarence Moon in Aquarius. He didn't disclose it, so that's another piece of the story. Saturn here, he didn't. He's been getting money from different places that nobody thinks are in line. Again, we're watching Clarence's chart lit up. Now his chart is exposing things, but we have another eclipse in two weeks, which I'll show you is right dab on his chart. The eclipse that he's going to have on the May 5th eclipse is right on his midheaven IC, which is last fall he was having health stuff. So I thought, oh, that's not good. But the one in the spring is bigger. And here we go. We see the one in the spring. So here he's got Mars out of bounds in his house of work. And Mars rules his direction for work. Now, Mars trines the midheaven. So I don't know that he's getting kicked out, but certainly there's a grumbling and Mars is also trying his Chiron in Aries at the or Chiron in Scorpio up there in the 10th house. So we'll see what his boss John Roberts does with him, if anything. And we also see that that um, his you know the next one is big, the next eclipse because the Mercury's here. So we're finding out all sorts of stuff. But where do you see the full Moon one? It's all over his chart. And we also have Pallas Athena here, and he's got the planets of death in the third house of papers. So paperwork is being revealed. Of course, there's paper trails for selling things and donations, and he's supposed to file papers. Remember, death doesn't have to be physical. It can be, you can get killed by paper, right? Pen is mightier than the sword. So Clarence's chart also lit up like a Christmas tree. Um, lots and lots going on with him. And of course, his beloved wife, Ginny here with cancer, rules by cancer over here to this uh, moon. But I believe Ginny is his second wife, if memory serves me. So then she is the ninth house wife also. And we see the midheaven here in the eclipse on the Neptune. Whatever she got out of this guy will be the next thing to drop. And we know she got a lot, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We know she got $120,000 from one some pack he filed, published, so Ginny's piece will come out next and then we'll see because it's the sun and the moon. They're doing it together. So we'll see what happens with old Clarence and Ginny on this eclipse because stuff's coming out. Next up, Uncle Mitch. Mitch McConnell fell in New York, tipped over, hasn't been seen since. Um, he's home recovering and he has Saturn on his son. Again, not an easy transit when you're born in 1942. 
and Saturn's going to be on his son three times. He also has Pluto here uh, in his sextile. Now with Mitch, we do not have a birth time. So I'm doing a noon chart uh, for Sheffield, Alabama, which is where he's born, although I know he's probably living in Tennessee or maybe he's in Washington. But we do see that the Saturn and Pluto are in this um, uh, semi-sextile energy to each other and the midheaven, it does make sense that, you know, the solar charts always work. So he does have a midheaven of 14 Aquarius, which is on the world point. We see with him a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes too. And we also see that he's got the um, the node of fate here in Taurus uh, on his moon in Taurus. Now it's a, again, it's a solar moon. The moon can be six degrees earlier or six degrees later but we know there's a lot going on. And when he fell, uh, he's got that Mercury Uranus here in the 12th house where he, he just kind of tripped over a rug, you know, went down. So, um, on, you know, I, when I used to ski, you'd be on the flats and you'd tip over. And we used to joke it was a snow snake. And, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I didn't fall going down the hill. I just fall walking across the ground. So as an Aquarian energy, so we'll see Mitch, his charts got a lot of stuff getting revealed, but also he's missing. He's not in there running the Senate right now. So with them missing their leader, and the Klepins do take out the leaders, right? He's not dead, but he's not there. And so we'll see what happened. And of course, Nancy Pelosi stepped down between the two eclipses, right? So she left um, She left uh, as speaker last, it doesn't feel like it was that short ago, but it was just a few months ago. So we're really seeing the leadership in Washington change. Not necessarily a death, but it is an ending, a death or a transformation. So we got Mitch with health stuff with Saturn on his son. And of course the sun rules his Pluto, which is his mind. And Saturn is forming a finger of God, a quincunx rather, with his, uh, with his Pluto. And Saturn and Pluto are talking. And he's also going to have Pluto opposite Pluto, but that's not for a couple of years. Not like Nancy Pelosi who has it now. He's going to have it in a couple of years. But there's an energy here for him around changing and shifting also. Next up, <coughs> excuse me, on May 5th, we're going to have the A-Pulse lunar eclipse. This one's big. It takes the new moon eclipse that we had last year and it opens it up. You can see it's a full moon eclipse. Sun and moon in uh, on a world point for 15 of the fixed on a world point big deal 27 degrees Leo rising a lot of energy over here in the eighth ninth house of legal matters legal stories legal things at this point Mercury has gone retrograde Mercury was direct in our natal chart Mars is back in bounds but Venus is out of bounds Venus rules Congress Uranus the 10th house rules the executive branch sun on a world point uranus changes in the executive branch ninth house judicial system changes in the judicial system lots going on these eclipses are very potent we do see that sun moon opposition we also see the pluto over here in the sixth house of changing structures and we see saturn in the seventh we also see a leo rising 27 degrees leo rising i always pay attention to that because when we're looking at that, we kind of see it. The fixed stars are reasonable. There's nothing particularly outstanding of them. And of the asteroids, we do see stuff with music and music, so we can anticipate some musicians. I mean, I'm covering the politicians, but we do know these eclipses are really big, so we can watch some musicians. We saw Venus having a fall from fate, from 
a fall from grace also because she's on Phaeton. And we also see Uranus on Tisiphon. Tisiphon is one of the Furies or one of the Enuries or one of the Fates. And when Uranus, when Tisiphon is active with Uranus, it's usually unexpected changes that are tied to fate. Remember, karma never forgets an address. So this is one of those times when the karma, is, for all of us, where the karma is active because that asteroid is active in this full moon eclipse. And so watch where it is in your chart, watch what it's activating. Uh, with this eclipse has the sun and moon on the parts of honorable acquaintance, which is normally what they're on, on a new moon, and also Jupiter on the part of marriage. Well, what are we having? We're having old King Charles getting married on this one. We also have nodes on the part of passion. So the next one, the full moon eclipse is a very passionate one. The moon is in the path of fire. The moon is moving quick. So it's a very juicy little eclipse. Moon and Mars are in mutual reception. Mercury and Venus are in mutual reception. Mars has come in bounds. He's not out of bounds anymore, but he and Jupiter are in mutual reception. So there's a lot of energy with these planets going really, really high or really, really low. Next up, as you can see, Mars is now inbounds. This eclipse takes place on a Friday in the chart cast for DC. And it also is in the day of Venus in the hour of sun. Of course, Venus is still in Gemini at 27. And so we see her very active. We also see uh, a little less air, not a lot of air, but a lot of passion in the sky. And when we put this against Clarence Thomas's chart, this is when whatever's going on with Ginny comes out. So he's now, Ginny's coming, and we'll see this here with the moon on the note of fate. Moon is the wife, moon is the partner, and this is the eclipse that Clarence was born under. Everybody see that? Um, it, it's his nodes, his nodes. He, was, he wasn't born under an eclipse, but these are his nodes, which brings a reckoning, a 19-year reckoning, a 20, uh, you know, go back 19 years, go back 19 years. So we see over here, um, this is Clarence, this is his partner energy. If Ginny's the second wife, this is her, and then this is her money. Um, and this is just her in general. And we see the ascendant over here in Leo. Um, and we also see Venus here, uh, out of bounds. Venus here, out of bounds on Uranus, unexpected stuff. It's always a biggie unexpected money we also see the mars here in the now inbounds coming back in and people are going to work with it and mars is quincunx to uh jupiter and sag so this is an energy of um uh, adjustment but also physical adjustment to how things work we also see here vesta and the sun and uranus right on clarence's node so the stuff with the housing and the real estate does look like it kicks up a bit uh, more and we see Saturn over here in the second house, which Clarence's natal Saturn's in the seventh, so he he is going to be you know last time Saturn went through here was 94 and then in 65, so those stories are up for him. Go look up his biography and see what's going on. But we also what was happening in those times. We also see Pluto here on his moon. Again, a hard one. We've got a lot of people having that that zero degree of Aquarius kicking up. Next up is Uncle Donald, Donald Trump, number 45. We can see the ascendant for this eclipse is right on his Mars. I've said in previous podcasts that I think he gets indicted by Georgia um, on this second eclipse on the May 5th one, and this is why. You can see what I was looking at. You can see the Venus up here. 
you can see the sun on the world point. Remember the sun, 15 of Taurus on the world point. We see a lot of energy in the justice house. Now he does have a few trials. He's got the Alvin Bragg. He's got the rape trial with um, E. Jean Carroll this week. He's got Fanny sitting there ready to indict. Who knows what's going on with Jack Smith? But we do see some come to Jesus moment with this full moon eclipse because it's right on his, in his legal house, his ninth house. And we also see uh, the ascendant on the Mars. Not that he's not going to argue and fight about it. And the ascendant's right on his ascendant. This makes this a personal eclipse for him. And we also see uh, stuff here with Pallas Athena opposite the Pluto. Um, him being advised by his, uh, by Fanny uh, Willis in Georgia, not to go threatening her family, not to go threatening her people, because um, he's, you know, threatening the people in New York. So we'll see what happens. This is a really juicy one. And again, these are just to give you charts to follow along with and go, oh, wow, I see that's, oh, I see that story there, that Mars on the Saturn. Mars on the Saturn, you know, don't do that. If you do that, it's a problem. Venus rules his direction in life, right? So don't, no, no. But Donald has Mars and Leo, you know, I swing. So we'll see what happens. We do see the Mars is back in bounds. So he's not out of bounds anymore, but Venus in Gemini is out of bounds and Venus in Gemini is out of bounds on his North Node. Notice Donald was born on a full moon eclipse. Sun and moon on the nodes of fate. This is a full moon eclipse. When you have a natal excitation, the chart excites itself. It goes, oh my God, it's the same thing. And it goes, yes, yes. And so we have this yes, yes energy. Donald's chart is very excited. Lots going on for him. Next up, Prince Charles getting coronated after his mom died last year. And so he was literally born on this eclipse. Um, you can see the nodes of fate are right there. It's a full moon eclipse and he's having a nodal return. He's becoming the king of England. He's got, um, <clears throat> when we move the chart to London, we move the eclipse to London. So I relocated it. We see the IC and Pluto over here in the sixth house of his daily routines and getting a new job. We see the moon and the sun uh, here in the 11th house. And we do see a sun Uranus. So we can expect some unexpected twists and turns, same with Donald and same with the lunar eclipse in general, because, um, you know, the sun Uranus is involved in it. Now, it was involved in it last fall also. The sun Uranus was there, but it was, the sun was opposite Uranus. Now the sun is joined to Uranus. So we can expect whenever sun Uranus happens, we expect unexpected changes. So we'll watch and see what happens here as these things go forward. And of course, Prince Charles has a Saturn in Virgo and he's having a Saturn opposition. He's getting his first job. Not that he didn't have jobs before, but this is a promotion. This is a job. And he's got Jupiter in the 10th, same as Kamala does. And of course, last year uh, when his mom passed, he kind of got the job, but now he's getting it. It's kind of like they put him in, you know how the, the boss says, hey, we can't afford to pay you yet. We're going to put you in. Can you do the job for a while and then we'll give you more money later? So now that he's being coronated, he's getting the job. But he also has the moon on Mirac, right? In his chart, he's got the same moon that Biden has, moon at zero Taurus. So that sun moon is right on his moon. So this is an interesting thing. I didn't I didn't do that the the new the new moon chart on his, but there are um, Vedic astrologers who say Charles does not have a yoga that says he will be king. So we'll see what happens. There's a thing called a Raja yoga, and Charles doesn't have it. So we'll see 
if this eclipse causes some turmoil or whatever. So at any rate, he's getting coronated. And he does have the, uh, his natal moon is here with Merak on it and that part of the head, that front, you know, the third eye and the crown chakra and that pineal gland right at the tippy top of the brain. We also see Venus here out of bounds on this eclipse. Mars is back in, but Venus out of bounds on Uranus. Sudden unexpected changes, Uranus rules his relationship house. So this is a big one for Charles, and we can see the coronation. We can see the natal excitation. He was born on a full moon in Taurus, Scorpio. This, you know, his sun was in Scorpio. Uh, moon was in Taurus. This is a full moon with the sun in Taurus, moon in Scorpio. So this is a big deal for him. Changes, changes, changes. We also see the progress, the, the ascendant for England on Vesta, the home and hearth planet. So he is becoming the king of England. Kind of cool. So we'll see. We also see Neptune here on the IC. So there are people that are running around with placards going, not my king. And we know that the last time this eclipse happened with Pluto going into Aquarius was when the United States rebelled against England and said, we don't want to be a colony anymore. And a number of the Commonwealth people are saying they don't want to be uh, it and I don't remember when it was, but I know I looked at it. Um, Canada said we don't have to take the oath of office to the Queen anymore when we sign in as a Canadian uh, legislature or part of the Canadian government. So we'll see what happens with the rest of the Commonwealth. Remember, the sun never set on the British Empire, and this is a Scorpio full moon eclipse. It might be setting on the British Empire in a new way. So we'll see what happens with Charles's coronation, but you can see how active it is for him to get the job of a lifetime that he had to wait until he was pretty old to get. So that is the energy. We're gonna have a new moon eclipse tonight on the 18th. Um, feel free to stop by, it's on my website, sign up. We're also gonna have a couple of stars. I've been offering this for a while. Uh, people seem to like it. You get a list of the aspects for the day, a podcast that talks about what's going on, and uh, sometimes a song that reflects the energy because my Pisces moon, he thinks in songs. Uh, we're going to have the setting utensils. We're getting halfway through the year. If you haven't set them now, this is a really good eclipse to set them on. And then I'm going to have a time for technique this week. I'm speaking for OPA. Uh, I'm going to be on, I think, Friday morning. But it's a great uh, program. It's going to be recorded. Most of these speakers I've heard before, they give good content. And they, you can follow along if you buy the tapes. Like if you're not up for a whole weekend of listening to an online conference, the tapes are available and they're really good. So I would um, sign up and then I'll be out in Seattle at the North Norwalk, uh, the 39th conference. I'll be presenting out there. And last but not least, Omega. Uh, re uh, registration's open June 30th through July 2nd. Beautiful part of the New York state, if you've ever never been. And it'll be a plenary where there's just the five of us talking repeatedly. So hopefully that gives you some ideas about how to work with the eclipses. And remember, the eclipses are coming, the eclipses are coming. Cast the chart, look and see where they are in your chart. What are they shifting and changing? And they're shifting and changing things for the next 20 years. This is the first eclipse since Pluto went into Aquarius. It's a big deal. And even though it's a little wide, the nodes are gonna come right now because it's four degrees. For eclipses, we like a little tighter, one to two degrees. But as the Plut the nodes are gonna come to square Pluto, um, they're gonna activate it and kind of fling us into the next 20 years. 
of evolution, change, and consciousness. So hopefully that gives you, uh, you can see our conference title is Astrology, Consciousness, and the Great Shift. Well, this is the week the Great Shift happens. This week, next week, the week after. Hang on, buckle up, you're going to be fine. Remember, it's a situation that's been unfolding for a while. So there's an urgency to take action, but you don't actually have to. Much more fun to watch. But if you have to take action, just be as conscious as you can. And that's it. Have a great eclipse. And I'll be recording the weekly weather. I apologize. This week has been out of control. It's, it's As you can tell, it's a big eclipse in my chart, which is why I studied it. And then I was like, huh, lots of stuff going on there. So um, take care and have a good one. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.